Blog Talk Radio. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, did you capture it? Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Brain Droppings. I'm your host, Joe Show, with you each and every episode as we tackle and confront a variety of different topics. And speaking of different topics, for this episode, I wanted to tackle conspiracy theories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Season 1, Episode 5, Conspiracy Theories. So first topic, when you're thinking about conspiracy theories, there are so many of them that are available. You can search for Grassy Knoll and the Kennedy assassination. You can look for conspiracy theories for the attacks at 9-11. Conspiracy theories run rampant throughout our society. Tonight, for the first topic, I've chosen time travel. Is it even real? Do you buy into the conspiracy theories revolving around this topic? I'm an unabashed skeptic on it. A total show me type of person, which as you can imagine, hasn't led me down a path of faith. I guess I've always been this way. Very factual. Show me undisputed proof of anything and I'll buy it. Expect me to somehow believe a stranger or even a loved one's fantastical story. I'm all set. Not going to work. All that said, I wonder if I am the majority or the minority. I can't imagine just buying something at face value without proof. But one only has to look at organized religion, whether it be Christian, Muslim, Hinduism, Scientology, or even Judaism. In all cases, the core premise behind the religion's success is predicated on the flock following blindly without concrete proof. But I'm not doing this show to bash on people's religious upbringings or faith. More so using it to illustrate that some things we believe are not rooted in facts, but instead in faith or a belief that it is real. And still, there are some who hold on to the want for something to be real. Hence, lending it credence. I'm definitely more of a person who looks through the facts and bases my opinion on the facts that I have in front of me. So baby birds, that leads us into our nice topic very nicely. Time travel. One only needs to do a quick Google search or YouTube search to see that there are scads of articles and videos available on the topic. Many people really, really buy into it. So my question tonight is, is it snake oil or is it real? I mean, I tend to say 
it's snake oil. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The videos are rather entertaining. The people speaking seem to, on the surface, be very committed to their positions. But I do find some real flies in their ointment. First, while I was tumbling down a rabbit hole on YouTube the other day, I stumbled upon a channel from a company or an entity called Apex TV. This, this is a channel on YouTube primarily dedicated to conspiracy theories of all sorts, whether it be aliens, legendary creatures, and over the last year or so, the primary focus has been on time travel and stories from a handful of people proclaiming that they're from the future and have traveled back in time to spread awareness of an impending, you know, natural disasters, climate change. Um, sorry, I need a little bit of water. Um, climate change, I, I don't know, the advancements of society, AI, artificial intelligence, world governments. It's a lot to digest in a night of YouTubing. I successfully probably watched, I don't know, a large swath of their videos. Some are pretty cheesy. I, I have to get that out of the way. Some are horrific. Um, but I had a couple of huge takeaways that I wanted to share with you on the topic of time travel. That tends to destroy the credibility of these supposed time travelers. First, all but one or two of the individuals claiming to be from the future have their faces blurred out on videos. Why? This I don't understand. I mean, the canned response these people typically roll with could create a paradoxical effect. Yet telling people about impending natural disasters, the rise of artificial intelligence, and providing concrete proof, according to them, about upcoming events, including societal integration of humans and aliens in 2028, uh, my bullshit meter is like beeping as loud as it can. It's like beep. More so the, uh, the one promising disclosure by a supposed time traveler named Noah that I watched got my attention until about two thirds of the way through the video. That was when he would actually show the physical time machine he used to warp time and travel back with. Um, how do I put this? It was a poorly painted wooden cube. As not to judge a book on its cover, I listened as he claimed it contained an immense amount of nanotech inside that was activated when he touched it to his wrist, where in previous videos he had claimed that in the year 2028, yes, if you've been paying attention, so far the aliens also arrive in 2028. However, sadly, poor Noah was fired from his government job to his, he, he was fired and I forget why. Um, I don't know. He was fired and then he wanted to jump to our time for some reason. I, I forget the specifics, but because he was fired, the chip in his hand is somehow now deactivated, leaving the cube to be nothing more than a useless block Although, if he stumbles into another time traveler with a chip that's active, he can use his. So, engineering fact-based Joe here says, if you ran 
into another time traveler with an activated chip, wouldn't they also have a time machine? Because they somehow got there too. So I say, since yours is useless, your chip doesn't work, and you want to show that, and your only chance is running into another time traveler. And nah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, let's cut the fucker open, <laughs> you know? Let's really see what's in it. Because my bet, I'll, I'll bet my net worth that all we'd end up with if we cut into that thing would be a small pile of sawdust. I mean, I think it's a wood block that he painted. That's the horrific part. So I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm buying. And then all of a sudden the cube and I went, uh Oh, um, so that's my take on time travel and those claiming it's real or that they are in fact time travelers. Um, before I bury this topic completely, I will say that there were maybe, I don't know, two videos or pictures that I have seen that does make my logical thinking head spin a bit. Um, one's pretty well known. It's a clip from a Charlie Chapman silent film from the turn of the 20th century. I think it was like 1927, 1928, um, where it depicts a woman walking down a sidewalk, holding what looks like a cell phone to her ear and carrying on a conversation. Um, there's a lot of other weirdness that's involved in that, that scene. There's, she has like fat legs and really long, weird feet. It's, it is kind of strange when you look at it. It's a lot of shadows and I don't know, but the problem with that is the timelines way off. Cell phones were introduced into the world in 1973 by Motorola. And it was a massive looking phone. The first cellular phone. Um, this wasn't, in fact, it basically resembles like a late 1990s Nokia brick phone. Um, which are basically 80 years from being available at the time the movie was made. So curious? Yeah. Definitive? No, not so much. Um, the other is a video of a woman taken in 1938. She's walking down a street. Uh, this is a far closer shot. The first one from the silent film is kind of shot from like, I want to say the second story of a building across the street from where the person's walking. And it's 1920. It's extremely grainy, but it, it, there's definitely something off. This one, though, in 1938, um, the shot is the person walking towards the camera and at a distance of maybe 10 feet. And at the last, you know, the last frame of it, like two feet. It's it's a very curious one. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that it, it's 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 she's holding a phone. It actually looks like an iPhone. I don't know. Um I'm sure the logical answer to both, yet I have not been able to definitively prove that they had their hands on the footage. You know, internet debuggers, I've sent it out. I wanted to see what came back on the clip. And there are sites where they, you know, debug or debunk um, these different stories. And the only feedback I could find on that is that they're not doctored, um, but they're still not definitive. So I don't know. I think... I don't think time travel is possible. My, my logical brain says it's, it's not possible in the, in the ways in which we're seeing it or it's being reported better, better put. Um, but Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawking, they both have concluded that the theory of time travel is possible yet theoretical time travel as opposed to actual time travel is just that it's theoretical. 
So, you know, that's, that's it on that. Keeping with my theme of conspiracy theories, one that's um, become more prevalent over the last couple of years to a decade has been those that believe the earth is flat. The theory was made super popular in the mid to 2010s, 2010s by a hip hop artist named B.O.B. Um, he put it out there that on social media and it immediately became viral. Um, many people actually believe that the earth is flat. I thought we put this to bed like in the late 1500s, but apparently there are still some people out there who propagate this conspiracy theory. Uh, fortunately, one very prominent astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, addressed it on a TV show in a most epic way. Um, he did a rap, and his rap was all based on scientific observations and utilizing scientific terms while still doing it to a beat and dissing the hip-hop artist who was propagating this this conspiracy theory that the earth is flat. Um, it was amazing. He explains exactly why BOB might think the way he does because he can't see the horizon or the curvature of the earth on the horizon. It's basically that he's too small. Um, had he had the perspective from the summit of Everest or the international space station, he'd see just how curved our little blue marble sphere is. Um, now, sadly, as a Boston Celtics fan, um, and part-time broadcaster for them. I happen to have a superstar player on the Celtics who, when he was with another team, spouted his belief that the earth was flat as well. And fortunately, through his time in Boston and being under the bright lights of the media here, he's acquiesced on the point and admitted that he knows the earth is round. Uh, so at least that seems to have been been solved, but it doesn't stop the hundreds of thousands of views on video grabs every time I look and every time one's released. I mean, people flock to these videos. Um, it, it's, it's wild. So that brings us to another conspiracy theory. I wish I had music drops, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. I'm just happy to be doing this, but um, another conspiracy theory that seems to really get people riled up is the belief that the United States faked the moon landing. And um, I'm kind of passionate about this one. It's, um, it's not one that I really buy into. The belief is that the whole thing was filmed on a soundstage in Hollywood by Stanley Kubrick. Um, I, I hate to admit that I know a lot about this conspiracy theory. But it's more so from the perspective of, I can't believe you are propagating this type of conspiracy theory. I, I'm almost offended by it. Um, you know, Kubrick never indicated in any way, shape, or form that that was factual. Um, they also heavily relied on the idea that when Buzz Aldrin placed the U.S. flag on the surface of the moon, that the flag waved in the breeze. Um, two things there. Number one, I should get major props for being able to name the astronaut that actually placed the flag. And I didn't have to look that up on Google. Uh, Buzz Aldrin's an amazing person. You should read his life story. I'm sure there's books out about it. Um, or you could have done it like I done and just followed it your entire life. He's a, he's a pretty amazing dude. Um, and he did step on the moon and he did put the flag there. So the, the big takeaway is that people think that the flag was waving in the wind or in the breeze. Um, 
as soon as NASA heard it, they immediately and quickly interviewed Buzz, um, who verified that he had to twist the pole into the landscape to get it to take hold. Um, and that twisting motion created what appeared to look like, you know, the flag and the breeze. But I'll tell you, as a former military person myself, I find it extremely hard to believe that even during the height of the Cold War and the race to beat Russia to the moon, that the sheer volume of people that worked on the space and lunar programs from Gemini through Apollo would all together conspire to mislead the public in an effort to quote unquote, win the space race and have a perceived leg up in space exploration. Um, They were doing this from the perspective of working together and accomplishing these, these milestones in our, our existence on this, this planet. They, they, they're the true heroes. So, you know, you don't get scientists and people that work in factories and and component assembly. You don't get all those people to buy into this giant effort to fake something like that. They were working on it. They made it happen. Um, It just angers me for the, you know, the brave men and women, the the test pilots, the astronauts, the men, the women, the mission control site ops. Um, And even, innovation design, prototyping, this, that this kind of conspiracy theory even exists. I mean, I fully believe we went to the moon, (laughs) you know, I fully believe we sent probes, uh, Voyager one and two to explore the cosmos. Um, I fully believe that we right now have crafts orbiting Mars and the moon. And I fully believe we have sent and continue to collect data from wheels on the ground in Mars on Mars. You know, to perpetuate anything less than that is to insult the intelligence of the scientists and the community of intellectuals who made it all possible. I mean, I just get worked up over this one because it has such a strong following. You know, so many videos, articles, and symposiums have been produced, downloaded, and had um, read or listened to by impressionable people that serves to detract from the accomplishments of our species, basically. Um, even worse, it's like the mention, yeah, I had the mention of Kyrie Irving earlier uh, with the Celtics. The, the impact of these statements from athletes or entertainers to their fan bases can have a, a, an extremely positive outcome, but it also has the potential to have an extremely dangerous one as well. You know, there's a great responsibility there. Um, the great NBA champion from the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry. Um, he's actually gone on the record challenging and discrediting the Lunar Landies. I mean, think for a second, the power his words carry in the sports world and even beyond, you know, he's, he's an international superstar. I don't know. It just boggles my mind that people like Steph can lend any credence to this, to this type of an outlandish theory. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I'll say about that. (laughs) We can move on. Um, if we're keeping with the same theme of space, I guess, uh, last, but certainly not least, I'll give you just the tip of this one because I could do days of this. Um, but the alien conspiracy, And this particular belief stretches as far back as people have shared stories um, verbally, even before written language. It's 
the belief that we are not alone. You know, it's, it's what fuels us to go to space. It, it's the question, are we alone? Um, and there's also a, a, a growing sentiment that we are not alone. Um, the belief that aliens have visited Earth in the remote past and continue to visit today, I don't know. I mean, we hear reports of sightings, abductions, livestock, mutilations, encounters, the list goes on. Um, there have been scads of movies dedicated to the topic. TV shows. Uh, there's ancient aliens. That's a, they perpetuate the belief that aliens somehow afforded humans the ability to advance as a species through interactions, technology shares, and even interbreeding. Um, more, more than, a, I don't know, 20, 30 movies have been written on the topic. Many, many books. Um, there's even organizations with incredible membership and support out there. There's one in particular called MUFON, uh, which stands for Mutual UFO Network, M-U-F-O-N, um, where people can share their stories and sightings. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to believe that we are not alone in the universe. And if we're being honest with each other, I personally don't believe that with the billions of stars, and remember, stars basically a sun, so if the night sky has billions of stars, each has the potential to have planets orbiting them. And then there's another percentage that would have planets orbiting within the habitable zone. And then there's another one about being a rocky versus a gas body. But when you get through there, there is a high probability that not only that life started and thrived on our planet. But you have to believe, I mean, if you're also a realist, you fully, you have to understand it. It may have happened elsewhere, but being a realist, you also understand distances. I mean, when you're measuring distance in the, in how far light travels in a year, and then the factor to the closest star is 4.6, that's, that's incredible. Like it's unreachable in multiple millennia with our current technology. So think about where we are as a species. Do I believe life started elsewhere, somewhere across those billions of stars and and planets orbiting them? And I believe life started, but how advanced is it? I don't know. Are they reaching us? Are they visiting us? I don't think so. I mean, logically, I don't think so. I know. I, I think it's just the inherent instinctual want to not be alone um, that causes our, our race as a species, um, causes our interest in wanting to know if we're alone or what's out there. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it just, when I think about it, it's, the mathematical odds are so heavily weighted (laughs) in that direction that you run the risk of being deemed foolish for shutting the door on completely believing that there's an opportunity, there's a possibility of life elsewhere. Um, I do believe that there is life elsewhere. I just don't believe that it's in a developed form in which I don't know. I, 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 I just don't, I don't believe that it could happen, I guess. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'll watch 
like ancient aliens. I'll watch that on the history channel from time to time. Um, I don't watch it to buy in, but more to see if there's a shred of actual tangible evidence that might sway me. Um, So I'm open to it. It's just, I haven't seen things that are pulling me towards it. I mean, I'm pretty sure the show's run for like 15 years at this point and I've yet to see anything to really fully sway me. I mean, I keep watching because I find it interesting and selfishly I guiltily live for the question that they ask out loud every single episode um, when they spout off a ridiculous theory, like could the moon be a hollow base used by aliens as a staging area to monitor the development of human beings? Then they have a nice dramatic pause and they go, ancient alien theorists say, yes. Well, duh, you dumbass. Of course they do. <laughs> It'd be a pretty short show if you didn't have people buying what you're selling. Oh, I'll tell you, there is an abundance of conspiracy theories out there touching just about every conceivable topic. There really is. And I'm glad we're able to cover a few and break them down a bit tonight. Um, I can do many podcasts if I wanted to on different conspiracy theories and further peel away the layers of the onion. But keeping with the premise of doing a variety podcast, I, uh, I'll leave you with this one here. If you like this podcast or ones I've dropped so far, please do me a favor and subscribe or like the podcast, however you're listening, um, whether it be on iTunes, Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn. Uh, TuneIn is great because if you're at home and you want to hear the podcast and you have an Amazon-enabled device, simply say, Alexa, play Brain Droppings podcast on TuneIn and you'll get the latest episode delivered right to your device. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at droppings underscore pod and if you have a show idea or you want to i don't know or you know someone who you think would be a good guest or you want to provide feedback please shoot me an email to braindroppingspod at gmail.com and i promise i'll answer every email i receive okay baby birds <laughs> until next time i'm your host joe showcat You've been listening to Season 1, Episode 5 of Brain Droppings. Go out and be kind to one another. <laughs>